Welcome to The Long Game Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Scaiano. As an artist, I have learned that your most powerful art is made from your own story. And as a business owner, I find the same thing to be true with content and social media. The most impactful, powerful, connecting posts or videos are ones that reveal about who you are or what your philosophy is or, you know, about your story. When I moved to my home six years ago and got rid of the storage units, I had this idea to share my story through photographing the things that I've kept stored all these years, right? Like, what's important to you? What have I kept in storage all these years through all the moves and all that? That will surely tell my story through the different phases of my life. (laughs) So I thought, you know, and that idea has always been in the back of my mind. And I've put off cleaning out the basement. Number one, because life, right? Who wants to do that? But number two, because these things are going to be part of my project. I can't get rid of them yet. So today's guest is actually taking that whole premise and bringing it to life. Marty McNabb is a personal historian and photo organizer. Yes, she goes and organizes photos and makes albums and helps you keep your family memories and gets them to a place that they can be shared. She has created a 30-day challenge that has really inspired me in so many ways. The big question she is asking is, if someone asked you to list the 30 things you keep that would tell your life story, what would you choose? And the best thing about this challenge is that there's no deadline, although you can totally start now, but it doesn't have to be this big undertaking of all the stories in your life. You know, it's about noticing what we keep and that each object tells a story from shells and rocks to letters and even t-shirts. It's about the things that bring us joy, that bring magic to our lives and meaning. So we talk a lot about story and connection here. And this is a genius yet simple way to start bringing your story out. So I'm excited to share this challenge and Marty's story with you on the podcast today. Our conversation is fun and thoughtful, just the way that your history might be. The long game is your story in 30 things. You're listening to The Long Game Podcast with Sandra Scaiano. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The long game is my approach to business. The actual day-in and day-out philosophy that you have to show up, you have to do the work, and there's no quick fixes for long-term success. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, and I'm here to share the process and lessons I experience with my clients daily who are going through the same struggles of building a business as you are. We'll hear from successful entrepreneurs sharing their long game strategies, and I'm fun, so we're going to have a little fun along the way too. Thanks for being here. Let's get to today's episode. So welcome, Marty. I am so excited to have you here because I love the work that you do, and we go way back. I actually met you through the work that you do back in the day in Brooklyn. We are both long-term Brooklynites, which I love that our friendship started there, but it has continued right through the years. So welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. 
So tell us, tell everybody what you do. Tell us about the events that you host. Give us a little background. Sure. So as you mentioned, Sandra, I think we connected the first time when you came to the branded saloon where show and and tell. Yeah, where show and I think even back then it was still called show and tell. So (laughs) yeah, I mean, and because we were inviting people to bring anything and you brought your daughter's dress. And I was just like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. And very different story than my friend Bill in his book, What We Keep, but it's still about the preciousness of childhood and motherhood and daughterhood and all of that. Yeah, so that dress was actually (laughs) my dress from when I was a baby. And there's a photo, like when my parents, I'll just back up for everybody. My parents took us to the Sears portrait studio and there was a photo of me at 15 months old, 12 months old, whatever it is, in the dress. And I'm crying. I hated it, whatever. (laughs) And so my mother saved that dress. So I brought the dress when my daughter was around that same age. We did a family photo shoot and I brought the dress to the photo shoot. And I was like, you have to take some photos. And she, it was like, we were just getting her in that dress. It was like, if I waited a month, it wouldn't have worked. So the story was, here's a photo of me, you know, 40 years ago in the dress. And now my daughter is in the dress. That's right. And I have not seen those photos yet. So I hope to see them. I will post them on the show notes for everybody. How about that? I would love that. I would love that. (laughs) Absolutely. So, so basically I started my first company almost 20 years ago. It's called Memories Out of the Box. Mm -hmm. And I've had to, as everybody talks about pivot in that business since I moved out of New York City. But the idea was people take a lot of photos, collect a lot of stuff, and or inherit mm-hmm. vast quantities of photos, documents, and memorabilia that contains people's life stories, family life stories. And so I started Memories Out of the Box with the goal of helping individuals and families tell their visual narrative from all that stuff. So instead of it sitting in a box, I go through it. I do a lot of organizing and curating and then choosing which things tell somebody's personal history. And so I started that 20 years ago. And as I think you knew, Sandra, I had- I remember you had the store. The store. Right. right. I had a brick and, you know, because what did I know about Right. Why not open a shop? I mean, WordPress wasn't around like back then. Do do your own websites. Uh, We didn't have uh, business coaches. There really weren't co-working spaces or Mm -hmm. co-creation spaces. So if at that time, if there were, I would have probably done something different. But anyway, I came into a path. It's your path. I came into a little bit of money and I was just like, I'd always wanted to help people with this. So like a do-it-yourself part of it, a Mm do-it-with-you part of it, like kind of coaching around your photos and your things and how to tell a story. And then the do-it-for-you part. Mm -hmm. I, I always wanted that. And that's why I wanted that space so I could have workshops and classes and space for people to come in and work on their 
their visual narratives. And but, I remember it had beautiful albums, like the really rich paper and that kind of stuff, like beautiful, sentimental keepsake albums. Yeah, I know. Beautiful scrapbooks, beautiful, like silk covers, mm-hmm. leather covers, you know, just a beautiful collection. I was so grateful to connect with all these people. But what I found is people won't like make decisions about like, so they buy these things, they buy all the, the frames, the digital frames. <laughs> I've got a box of empty albums. Even. <laughs> well, that's, I know, because I would get the boxes with ev- all the photos and things and the empty album yeah. in it. So um, I totally, and it's like, oh, okay. And, you know, th- it's a myth. The idea, either you have the time or the money. Mm-hmm. The reality is if you don't have the time, you don't have the time or the money. And if you have the money, you know, it's like you're not going to be spending your time doing this kind of work. I mean, it's because you're making money. Like, it's just so I found people love the idea of my classes and workshops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the commitment, right? Making the personal commitment to it. So I had all this space and nobody really using it. And I realized I wasn't solving anybody's problem by giving them more photo albums and scrapbooks and frames and digital frames. Oh, that was going to solve everybody's problem. Oh, the digital frame, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm literally, my computer is on a digital photo frame box right now. I wish everybody could see it. (laughs) True. So, and I'm, I'm as guilty as everybody else, Sandra's, you know, I I am, you know, so it's like the shoemaker's children, you know, so it's just like, so I realized I'm not solving anybody's problems with that. So it was only the do it for you service, literally, where people were just handing me off their boxes and bags, suitcases, giving me keys to storage units, keys to their second home. Like you wow. go and you make sense of it. <laughs> you do, you know, so which is a wonderful honor and, you know, really just incredibly intimate and uh, honor to be able to be welcomed in and to just be like, please help me like create something beautiful and meaningful from all this stuff, you know. So, so many stories you must know, right? And I have one client that I'm still working with 20 years later. She was my mm-hmm. first client. And so I've seen her kids grow up and get married and have their kids. And yeah, it's just, it's been, that's the, you know, beautiful goal is being able to do that. But as you know, Sandra, all mm-hmm. too well, the biggest <laughs> challenge to something as unique as what I was offering. Back then, there was nobody like me. At least I couldn't find them. Now there is, thanks to the photo managers, the community that I'm a member of now. But back then, there really wasn't. So it's like, how do you get the word out about what I do? And so I was like, okay, so it's word of mouth. People need to get to know me. They need to connect with me on a deep level. They need to trust me, all of that. Like, how it, it's word of mouth, but I need more mouths. <laughs> right, right, totally. <laughs> so that's when the idea, I went to a friend's storytelling event called Tell It Brooklyn. But I was sitting there, not that I was going to be, because I don't see myself as a storyteller, not the performance part, like that scares the heck out of me. Mm-hmm. But right. 
it's different. And so, but I went to be supportive because that's just my MO. And I, and she had all these rules, you know, you get 10 minutes, you can't read from a script, you can't have a prop. And I was like, what? (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, well, first of all, like, I'm like thinking about the Civil War diaries, the, you know, marriage uh, certificates and newspaper clippings, the, you know, you name all the photos, of course, baby, you know, hair, baby Mm -hmm. teeth, you know, the bracelet from the hot. I'm thinking about all these wonderful things and thinking, well, why can't you bring me? (laughs) Like, why couldn't? Those are the inspiration, right? (laughs) Right. They're the inspiration for the story. At least for me, I know that. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like, that's so from that, I thought, okay, I need more mouths. I need to be out there. I need people need to get to know me, all of that. And I thought, why don't I start these storytelling, story sharing? I call it story sharing, story sharing events called show and tales as a way to market myself. And I'm almost next spring will be a decade, 10 years of hosting these events. And what I love is that you have taken them from, hey, show up and bring something to thematically design. So now, 10 years later, to give everybody a, a kind of a fast forward, it is an orchestrated, like there is a business model you've created out of this. Yes. Yes. I mean, well, slowly. <laughs> right, right. Well, yes. It is the I mean, long game after long all. Game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you're my people. You're my people. <laughs> I am uh I'm an ideas person and I think a lot of uh your listeners might understand like anybody who's multi-passionate like has so many things going on ideas that it's taken me a while to like shift to the, oh yes, this is a business and it's a business, you know, it's a business that can not only benefit me, but benefit the people in my community. And it's not the business that benefited, but what I didn't expect to happen was the transformation that happens for people who come to my events and share Mm. their stories and the community and connection that Mm -hmm. happens at those, you know, every single one people, I mean, literally 150 of them, well, 120 of them in person. Mm -hmm. And every single one people stayed afterwards and continued a conversation. Yep. As opposed to, I've gone to the moth, I've gone to these other ones, which I love. I absolutely adore them. I have friends who are grand slam winners, but wow. Yeah. But it's a performance. Right. And that is also a curated or choreographed type of piece. You know, when you go to the moth, you work on your story with someone beforehand to perfect it, to have these places of inflection. Like yours is a, for lack of a better term, a common man place. Like you can come in and just be like, I don't have to be a performer. I just have this dress I want to share. This military medal that there's a really interesting story backstory to. Could you tell us some of the themes that you've created for your show and tales? Like, yeah, yes. Well, and Sandra, what happened was I actually took inspiration from my friends who kept on saying, having it be a broad, bring anything was too Mm -hmm. 
intimidating for a lot of people, that they wanted more direction. And so that's what started me down the path of creating these themes. So I now have 24 themes. And thankfully, I have an amazing graphic artist and illustrator who's illustrated all 24 of these. Well, 22. I have another graphic designer who did the other two. But yeah, and so it really does focus the, you know, people can know what to bring as opposed to saying, bring anything, you know? So yeah, so I, it's, and people are like, what's your favorite? I'm like, I have no idea. (laughs) They're all my favorite. Right, right, right. But I do think cards, letters, and thank you notes is my favorite because my mother is a card saver and a card giver and, you know, all of that. So I think she inspired that. And that's the the juicy ones. And they, they also travel mm-hmm. quite easily in my little RV. So <laughs> and, and store well uh, over the years as they well, do. Right. And they take up a little, a little space, you know? Right. Well, some of the others are the family jewels, shoes, boots, bags, and hats, artist inspiration tools. I love you've also gone, you know, you've done like the letters and things. And then there's also HIV and AIDS, which I love that being like very pointed, you know, because that was such a, you know, a wave that happened and it affected so many people's lives and um, artifacts and totems. I mean, there's all these different themes that you have. So, yeah. Yeah. And it was considered, you know, when I, a lot of people soon after 9-11, Mm. were encouraging me to do and I I just couldn't in it at that like it seemed way too soon right so but I did my first past and present that's a theme I do through the book that I was featured in with Alison Gilbert and her book called past and present and she and so just two years ago was my first 9-11 show and tale. Oh, so, wow. And I'm going to be doing one this 9-11 as well. And I just felt like with HIV and AIDS, like I felt like there needed to be some chunk of time in between, like before I added these things. It just, yeah, it was too mm-hmm. hard, but yeah. Definitely. And I love that piece that it is, you know, that those are stories that are so thematic and, and all together and they can translate like into a letters and cards maybe, but really Absolutely. to give it its own place. That's really special. So I love that. And you just touched on, I was going to ask you where in the United States are you right now? Because you have done an amazing thing with your life as well and got yeah. rid of all the stuff, put it in storage and you RV now around the country. Yeah, yeah. So I used to live in Brooklyn. And I had a 625 square foot apartment there. I think it's five years ago, as of this month, I sold it. Wow. You know, got rid of as much of the stuff I didn't want to take with me. Thank God I, I have a 
basement at my mom's That's up in right. Vermont. The storage, exactly, exactly. The storage is in her basement, and she's getting a little irritated by because it, it was supposed to be a short-term t- storage. But you Always. know, like <laughs> as you know, as a parent, you know yeah. it's gonna it's gonna have you've got younger kids, but it's <laughs> ultimately going to be happening. And so, are you telling me it never ends? Right now, <laughs> it doesn't end. <laughs> <laughs> if if you if you have a good relationship, it never ends. Right, totally. So yes, so I put the stuff I was going to keep in my mom's basement, and I bought a little RV. And her name is actually Brooklyn. Love it. And so yeah, I got her four years ago, and am uh, live part time on the road. But it's still it's still in that six hundred and twenty five square foot apartment. And now in my little 21-foot Travato, Winnebago Travato, it's still amazing how much stuff. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I love too, like, oh my God. <laughs> this just fits, this life move fits so well with show and tales because, you know, it enables you to move from city to city and, you know, be able to host things. And even though we had the pandemic the past two years, like you're still able to, cultivate community around this. So it's great that it, it works out that way for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I was so, I was part of the Association of Personal Historians or APH for 10 years before it folded. And about two years before it folded, I think it folded about four years ago. Now there's memoir writers, oral historians, video biographers, and other people that I call legacy artists like myself. So in that group, and they're still doing all their work, like they're still out there doing all their work, wonderful work. But I gave the idea of show, it was originally show and tell, like you knew it. Mm -hmm. And I gave that idea to them as a way to market their business. And they loved the idea and hosted events around the world. And yeah, so it's, it's been quite a whirlwind. And but that ended up when a bunch of them started reaching out to me about, well, how do you do this? How do you get people to talk? How do you get people not to talk? How do you like, and I'm like, I, I'm in New York City. I don't have any problem getting people to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. It's, I need the cane to pull it <laughs> What is that? Uh? <laughs> I, I'm just sort of like, okay, you got three Your minutes. Time is up, <laughs> so it's just like, oh, all these. So everybody was coming to me asking, how do you do this? How do you do that? How do you whatever? And that, And that's when I ended up coming up with the idea of, starting a, a membership community where I teach people how to host these events as ways to market their businesses. So, you know, it's so it's, cool because, you know, we've talked about this in a realm of personal history, but that also goes into, you know, that's your story. And, you know, that goes into your business narrative, all of that. I mean, we've talked a lot on this podcast about how story infuses into your business. So all of it comes together. It isn't just to say, here's the story of my grandmother coming over from overseas or something. You know, you can, you know, and we'll parlay into how that works for now, but it is about who you are and bringing that forward. Well, and it, to me, it's, it's especially with what, who I think a lot of your listeners are, we do 
personal work mm-hmm. and people want to get to know us and get to understand us and connect with us in some way. And so if there's like, oh, I have a con- I have a similar story. Oh, I I didn't look at my people give you different perspectives. That's mm-hmm. the beauty. I posted 150 of these events and you know, as we all know, perspective is can be very different from one person to another, how you were raised, what was important, you know, all of the your the influences so looking at an object and hearing the story that somebody else is telling about it, it's like it really opens up a world to the difference in perspective. Mm-hmm. And that it's just so, so cool. connective, you know, and yep. so like, oh, that's why, you know, this is, you know, so yeah, I, I, I love, love, love doing what I'm doing. <laughs> and I want to ask you too, because, you know, I know you personally and I, I follow you on social media. So I, one thing that I want to commend you about is always doing lives, you know, even, no matter where you are, you know, we talk about the power of video and being visible here and how that really helps. And I know a lot of my listeners have that like, Oh, I got to get over that. And you had to as well. And you, you don't take excuses. I mean, you're never in the same place. The lighting is whatever. Sometimes you're just in the van doing it because it's where you are, but you don't let that stop you. And you put yourself out there, you get your message out there to people. So tell us a little bit about using live video. Yeah. So you're right. I mean, is there anything more challenging than starting <laughs> your own business? I mean, is really? There? And showing up every day for your, mm-hmm. you know, your family, your friends, yourself, all of that. Like, is there's nothing well, more easier to show up for people you don't know than it is for your family and your friends when you start revealing yourself and what you do. Like, it's actually harder to start <laughs> yes. being judged in your mind, you know, all of that. Right, right. Yes, yes. I, yeah. Like they can be support, but they can also be like, I'm scared because they're my people. Whereas how, what we, there's you know, some people reveal yeah. themselves in the grocery line, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> we just parted. And now it's never being mentioned again. <laughs> there, There is a kind of a, yes, I've had people share things at my events that they've never shared with anybody else before. So you're right. There is sort of a, a way of being, you know, incognito that you being vulnerable to people you don't know. Mm -hmm. So there, there's definitely that, but I forgot you asked about, I was talking about lives, lives. Yes. Well, I ended up just realizing that I love what I do so much. I have seen the power of these events, the transformative power of my events, the connective power of my events. I didn't think I was starting this. I didn't know what it was going to be. Right. But <laughs> it just kind of like has just continued. And it slowly that's made me go, okay, well, I have to keep on showing up more mm-hmm. and more. Like that means I have to open up that I need to share more of my life and more of my struggles and more of the, you know, all of that, you know, that it's like, 
I work in personal history and photo organization, photo management. That's my field. So it's, this is about telling, you know, helping people tell their personal history, their family story, their personal, you know, whether it's in business or whether it's just, mm-hmm. just for their families, you know? Right. So it's like, I certainly have to be a quote unquote, a role model, but it's not been like, it does, doesn't come to, I, I would never a million years ago, like never think of myself as a storyteller. I came from a family that didn't like, that wasn't a thing we did. Like, it right, wasn't right. like, I never heard, like, you know, if I asked my mother, like those prompts from the personal history world, they have like these little booklets that have right. prompts asking questions. My mother would give me like a five word answer. Like it's right. like, <laughs> so, but if I end up taking a picture or I take a thing and I ask her the story, it's like, she just gets that five word thing. And then she's off running, you know, sharing everything. So it's, it's been a process, but I've come to realize that it's a brave thing to put yourself out there. Mm -hmm. But I love what I do. I love what I encourage people to do. I love the community and connections that it can build. And I've seen it, I've witnessed it. And so that's more powerful that vision and and everything is more powerful than me being afraid of what my hair is looking like or you know right do right. i have something stuck in my tooth or <laughs> or just even like yeah the, the blinking I, record the, you know like we get a little frozen with that yeah That's exactly awesome. I, I love that i love that you know you've taken you've taken that step to kind of you know, you need that to keep going. So you do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as you know, I, my, my big push now is to grow my community, my membership community. Mm-hmm. I've listened to, I've, as you know, Sandra, I've traveled across the country now four or five times. And I awesome. am so grateful to be, have you come along on the ride with me? <laughs> I mean, that means so much. I love that. And I think about you, I'm like, oh, okay. So um, it's actually an amazing turn of events to have you on here because you are such a dedicated listener. So tell us, I, I want to talk about what's next for you, what you're doing now, what's now. So I know that you are running a 30-day challenge and this is, you know, really something that everybody can take part in called your life in 30 things. So tell us about what's happening. Yes. Yes. So, so please. And I started it September 1st, which is save your photos month, which is run Mm -hmm. through the photo managers that I'm a member of. I've worked with a small group who've uh, been meeting since the spring, since our conference, when my friend Bill Shapiro ended up joining us and talking about his book that he wrote with his partner, Naomi Wax, which is what we keep. It's all about what we keep and the stories. And we'll link to that in the show notes as well. That's right. Super cool. Yeah. And so needless to say, Bill and I are kindred spirits because I found out about his book when a friend was like, he's doing this book about the stories of the things we keep. Like, he's doing show and tell. I know, show and tell, you know, in a book form. And I'm like, oh, great. Because my personal historian writer friends were like, you've got to write a book. And I'm like, totally, totally. What part of there's, 
room for everybody. Everybody. I'm like, what part of I'm a visual narr narrator that you're not getting? But anyway, um, I'm like grateful to Bill. So we ended up, I just thought, oh, well, it's not about the photos. It's not only about the photos, let's say. Photos are important. They're, uh, you know, like a foundation for telling stories without a doubt. I'm mm -hmm. looking over your, st your, your shoulder right now, looking at some photos. Yeah. <laughs> so they're foundational for sure for stories. But I was just like, but it's the stories we want to say. Mm -hmm. It's the stories that the photos tell. So we just started riffing on this, like, so it should be Save Your Stories Month. Or, you know, so anyway, we just started thinking, how can we, you know, motivate people to start thinking about and saving and sharing their stories? Mm -hmm. Like, that's the start of it for sure, but saving them in some way. So we, you know, I, I, I was like, this is a crazy idea, but what do you think about starting this September 1st? But you can start it any time. Totally. Totally. And it's something that once you get into the idea of it, as you'll explain coming up, you can just do it ongoing. You know, there doesn't have to be a time frame, but the challenge idea kind of ramps it up. Exactly. And, you know, I think the biggest thing that I felt with show and tales was that a lot of people felt like it had to be these really important stories, really important yeah. objects, you know, heirlooms. Yeah, deep things memorabilia. Like, yes. You know, yeah. and I'll never forget two young teachers walking into show and tell at Branded Saloon. And they thought there was something else going on in the back room, you know, if, like some, you know, like trivia or something. Right. <laughs> and they walk in like, you know, and I'm like, hey, you here for the show and tell? And they're like, what's a show and tell? You know, so they joined us and the one woman basically was like, I don't think I have anything. And she looks into her purse. She had her sunglasses that had been broken into. And she told the story about how she's a ESL teacher and her young elementary school, one of the students was so frustrated not being able to communicate that when she, you know, leaned down and tried to talk to him, he got so upset because he hadn't been able to communicate in, mm -hmm. you know, that he just pushed her in face and broke her sunglasses. And I just thought, wow, like, right. you know, those kind of connective things and that she like, it was an important point for both him and her, you know, mm -hmm. and it's so it doesn't it's like, literally, like, I've had people bring in empty egg cartons. I've had people like, you name it, like their the hat or their shoes or something because they haven't been prepared for it. They just walk in and I'm like, it doesn't have to be this major story. It's like, look around. What are the 30 objects that could tell your story, your life story? That's awesome. Just, and so that's what the challenge is. That's if it. You, you know, we'll have a link in the show notes for everyone listening. You can go to Marty's website and download a PDF that has inspiration along the sides are her beautifully drafted, right? Beautifully illustrated themes. So if you need something to help you along the way, but the idea is really to pull, you know, 
what's that rock on your desk? What's the photo sitting there? Like, what are the objects? I mean, I look around my desk as we're recording this and I've got essential oil. I've got a stone from Maine. I've got a family photo. I've got a photo from college. You know, the house we lived in. Like, those are my stories that I could tell. And, you know, what I love about this too is that it's, it's revealing of ourselves, but it can also be used in a number of different ways so that you could have these stories around the fire pit in the backyard with your family, you know, based on these objects. You could use these as a prompt for social media as a business owner when you have your get to know me Thursday prompt, you know, or post. And I've often thought about that, like of the, you know, this is a way to get personal. You mentioned that earlier, like how do people know us? And it was funny because when you mentioned, when we were talking about this and uh, when it first came out in the beginning of this month, I downloaded it and I thought, oh, I had been recently going through some boxes in my basement and I found a legal document from like leaving a job. You know, we were intertwined so well and I had to have like a legal departure. And that was 25 years ago. And it really made me realize like the reason it took me back, like, wow, here's this document, why I left. And when I went into my head about the story, why I left, I was like, those are my core values because I'm experiencing the same thing 25 years later. Like, and I actually did a, we'll go back. I'll link to it. An episode on core values. Like your core values don't change. Right. You like, to me, I was like, wow, I'm in this space 25 years later. And here I am finding this. And I left that position because of the way I felt that I still feel now. And so I was like, that's a core value. Right. So it can bring you back in so many different ways, or there's these threads through your life. So, so many different stories you could come to the surface with. Right, right. Yes. A friend of mine who is joined the challenge, who's also a photo manager, she connected me to the book uh, and reminded me because I'd writ- read it years ago, The Power of Moments. Mm. And it is about like, for me, so much so much of my the things that i have around me are about, that remind me of relationships because mm-hmm. relationships are my core value yeah mm-hmm. but there's like connection you know like awards like appearance you know there's all different you know these core values that we have so that was a great thing to talk about like i i just realized if i had to lump all the things the 30 things that i wrote down i'd have to say I would say at least 75 or 80% of them were about relationships because relationships are so important to me. And And I was just like, right. (laughs) Because when you, it does, it does evoke what your core values are because it is what you keep. You have made an effort to keep this stuff over time. I mean, I, sometimes I think about it. I'm like, what was in it? Like when we moved out of the city, we had a storage unit and like, sometimes I'd be like, there's an empty box with like, two things in it. I was like, I paid for this shit. I paid to store this. Like, are you kidding me? So sometimes like, I was like, what, what am I holding on to? What, what does it say? Right. And but like a lot of the stuff is old photographs or, you know, I've got my grandmother's China and, you know, I'm yes. never using that, but I can't let that go. I can't just send it to the goodwill. Like it's yeah. in its container and I have it. And Gosh, I hope China comes back in and my kids want it because they're going to have a, a box if not. <laughs> but like those are 
you know, we make such a concerted effort to keep these things that, you know, it does say what's important to us. Yeah, transitions, like what was a major transition, you know, what was a turning point, what was, you know, who's important, what's important, you're, Mm -hmm. like you said, what's important to you in your work, like you have this document. And that was sort of like all the work that I did with Memories Out of the Box. I remember, you know, quite a few times coming across like photos from a wedding and the person wasn't, you know, they were divorced and on to their next, right? And they were always like, what do I do with these things? And I'm like, you know, you're not going to make a wedding album out of it, but I think it's still, right? But I'm like, but it's still an important part of your life. So I encourage you to make one spread of it or make, you know, something like, or a book that just has these like critical, because you're not the person that you are today in your relationship. If it hadn't been for that, either a choice of like, I don't want that. That's not for me. It's not my core value. And I'm on to this other thing. So I don't, I'm not a believer in getting rid of things that, you know, quote unquote, don't serve us. Like some people might have said, why did you keep that legal document? Mm-hmm. Right. But see, I think you wouldn't want to have a folder full of it or, you know, a banker's box full of all the stuff. But, but having that document keeps that in mind. I think it's, critical to and it's not an everyday thing you know it's in a box in the basement you know somewhere in it and it could have very well been shred with all the other stuff that I paid my children to shred (laughs) you know I um you know I went through things but I kept that also because I was like all right there's a legality that's attached to it that's sure that's an ongoing thing so I'm keeping that but you know that type of thing brought me back yeah you know I, I I love just we're always trying to think of how do I tell my story, you know? And so this is the, it's such a great step, uh, you know, a stepping stone to how to do that. You know, you've created such a beautiful piece that's so simple yet, you know, like I said, you could do a Facebook live on this pick, you know, every week you could do one thing and you've got 30 weeks of content that you've created. You can, share those stories uh, with your family. You can, you know, and, and it can be different things. I mean, maybe not everything is for the public's ears, but exactly, you know, you can start, it's a starting point and a, yeah. a piece of that. And I really love that because we are talking about connection always, right? Yeah. And I just love like, even before the contest started, the challenge started, one of my colleagues who's doing this 30 day challenge with me, who's up in Toronto, she was just sitting at the pool. She was writing certain things out. Somebody she'd known for a couple of years in the same condo association was like, what are you working on? And she explained what it was. And the woman was just like, that's what you do. Oh, you help with all the photos, you know, so it's like potential job. And, but the best part was, because even if it's not the, the job, like the impact is what is interesting because what happened is the next day, the woman said, she and her daughter went into the spare room where there was a lot of this stuff that needed to go through. And this, and so Faith ended up, Van Wart ended up encouraging, like just in that talking for this mother and daughter to have that time to go in and talk about the things that mattered to them and things like that. So it's just like, I love 
all the spinoffs. So it doesn't have to right, be, right, right. right? It doesn't have to be like, you don't have to write out all 30. You don't have to get social on social media. It can be just for yourself. I've learned a lot about myself. I mean, I came up with the idea and then all of a sudden I'm like, Marty, you've got to sit down and write out your 30 things. <laughs> and, and you did, right? And I did. I did. Did you brainstorm them all at once or did you like, tell me a little bit about your process of going through it. Well, it was interesting. Well, like I said, I think it's really important, like we talked about earlier, to not overthink this, mm-hmm. to really, really not overthink it. And so I just, you know, sat down with my notebook because it was before I actually had my VA. Thank you, Nicole. Right, we'll talk about that. I want it, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, to make this, I just started and it was really interesting because Faith said the same thing, that when she finally sat down and started writing them, they just kind of flowed. They, it just kind of, she, she said, bing, bing, bing. <laughs> it didn't go quite bing, bing, bing for me, right, but right. it just kind of flowed. I was just like, I started looking around my space. I started, you know, looking around my RV, which, you know, is, I have a small space there, but it keep, but there's still a lot of stuff in it, you know? So I just, and it just really started flowing. I think I, the first 10, it just came like that. And then mm-hmm. I set it aside and then I came back and I just, you know, started writing a few, few more down and it just like flowed pretty simply. Uh, that's awesome. So, and I also want to say you've created a hashtag that goes along with this, like, so yes. that anybody who, tri- who participates can stay connected and see what other people are doing. So if you are posting on social media, this again is called 30 day challenge. And the hashtag is your life in 30 things. And yes. it's just, I think a cool way to connect. You can see what other people are doing. And again, we're going to link to this sheet as well. And there's a video where you explain it on your website. So I really like encourage everybody to go and do this. Like it's a, a way to just bring your stories out and find other meaning in what you're doing or or the items that you've kept. And it also makes me think like, as we come off of the summer, like, what have you collected? I, you know, like I said, the rocket from Maine that I brought back, it's like, I brought back this piece of driftwood I found. I'm like, oh, the driftwood, like, it's so cool. Like, it's not valuable. It's not, you know what I mean? It's just this piece of wood that reminds me of sitting on the deck every morning, having my tea and looking out over the water and the trees kind of thing. So exactly. And that's what Bill and Naomi said, you know, they, they interviewed hundreds of people to get, you know, to whittle it down to the 150 people and the stories. And they said, wow, one person chose their item based on monetary value, not one. (laughs) So it's, it's about relationships, connections, memories, a time, a transition of standing up for yourself. I'm not going to do that. You know, all of that kind of thing. It's, it was, it's, it's really beautiful. So I highly recommend you checking out what we keep. And I will um, link to that. I've checked it out. I will link to that and tell us where can we find you? Where can everyone find this? Even though we'll link to it and where is the best place to connect with you if they want to work with you on some photo management and historic, you know, personal history. Yes. So my tag is show and tales and that's T-A-L-E-S. And you can reach out to me at Marty, M-A-R-T-I-E at memoriesoutofthebox.com. 
And you can look, I'm not very fond of my website. That might be something we'll work on at some point. We've but, talked, we've <laughs> talked, right, exactly. But the memories out of the box, you can see some before and after pictures. And yes, I'm happy to talk to you about helping you tell your visual narrative as well. Awesome. So. And we're going to link to everything. We will link to the showentails.com, the 30-day challenge. And um, I'm already like collecting. So as I create my content plan going forward, I'm going to implement this into it. Even like I said, if it's a one day a week and I can do something personal in it. So I want to thank you so much for being here. It was a joy and for us to just reconnect again in person and you know, for you to share all that you're working on. Well, and I do have to say, Sandra, it's been your the long game. Like I've talked about it with a few people and who are talking like the 10 year overnight success club. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and I have just, you have brought me such joy and connection and encouragement ideas and all of that through like, I feel like you've been uh, traveling cross country with me in Brooklyn, the RV as, oh, as we awesome. travel. So, oh my God, girl. Thank I'm like, you. <laughs> guys, I'm like ready to fly out and meet you somewhere because <laughs> next year, next, next year, year, I'm going to do, I'm going to do a road trip and I'd love to have you come. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. And everyone go check out showandtails.com. All right. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more info in the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on iTunes and leave me a review. Until next time, keep playing the long game.